Hi, my name is William Earnhardt, and I want to share with you healthy living in the light of the cross. God wants us to be healthy and happy. So why is it important to know the Bible truth about health and temperance? You don't have to be a doctor to know how important rest, exercise, and diet are to healthy living. Seventh-day Adventists have been sharing a health message for years now. The December 2005 issue of National Geographic had an article on health lifestyles and brought out the fact that Seventh-day Adventists live an average of eight years longer in their general population. And it accounts that because of their lifestyle. Many Seventh-day Adventists don't smoke or drink or, or eat uh, pork. Many don't even eat meat. And so this helps them to live an average of eight years longer. Why is it important to understand healthy living in the light of the cross? Well, while we all want to live as long as we can, the health message in the Bible is great news. But the health message that Seventh-day Adventists find in the Bible and in the light of the cross is not just about living longer, but living better. The health message in the light of the cross teaches us that a healthier body leads to a healthier mind, which is able to appreciate spiritual themes and make morally sound choices. So while those following biblical health principles may live longer, more importantly, they live closer to Jesus. Let's take a look at uh, this topic in God's Word. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 17 through 18, it reads, Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you, and I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. 2 Corinthians 6, 17-18, New Living Translation. So, what has God called us to do? He's called us to separate ourselves. Will this have an impact on what we eat or drink? Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. In 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it reads, So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So this is teaching us the exact opposite of gluttony. It's, it's teaching us to be moderate in that which is good, to abstain from that which is bad, to eat and drink, not to glorify ourselves or just to satisfy ourselves, but for the glory of God. Are the things we're putting in our body helping us to glorify God? That is the question. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, God gives us a warning. It reads, Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? 
God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. 1 Corinthians 3, 16-17 I remember several years ago, a friend of mine uh, bought a brand new car, and she came by my house to uh, show it to me. <coughs> Excuse me. And we got in the car, and she took me for a little spin. And uh, She happened to be a chain smoker, but she was telling me that this new car is so brand new, smells so nice and everything. She said, I'm never going to smoke inside this car. And I thought to myself, how funny that she was so protective of the car, but not as protective of her own body. We must realize that our body is the temple of God. Why would we put anything inside of our body that would defile that temple? Let's take a look now at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 through 20, and we'll see why this subject is so important. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 through 20 reads, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 In view of the above principle here, one should refrain from the use of things which tend to harm, impede, or shorten one's life, as well as those, as those things which God has strictly forbidden us. Let's take a look at Proverbs 23, 29-32. God gives us a warning here about alcohol. And in Proverbs, sorry, Proverbs 23, 29-32 reads, Who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining? Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? It is the one who spends long hours in the taverns trying out new drinks. Don't gaze at the wine, seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup, how smoothly it goes down. For the end, it bites like a poisonous snake. It stings like a viper. Proverbs 23, 29-32 By the way, uh, there have been reports over the years that wine is very healthy for the heart. And while that may be true, it's just as true, science has found, just as true, that fresh Concord grape juice is great for your heart. So you don't have to have the alcohol to have the, the nourishment that your heart needs from uh, grape juice. In Isaiah 5, 20 to 22 it reads what sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil that dark is light and light is dark that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter what sorrow for those who are wise in their own eyes and think themselves so clever what sorrow for those who are heroes at drinking wine and boast about all the alcohol they can hold Isaiah 5, 20 to 22. Proverbs 20, verse 1 reads, 
Wine produces mocker. Alcohol leads to brawls. Those led away by drink cannot be wise. Proverbs 20, verse 1. Now we know that we're saved by grace, but will drunkards be in heaven? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10 reads, Or thieves, or greedy people, or drunkards, or are abusive, or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10. Let's take a look at 3 John, verse 2. There's only one chapter in 3 John, so it would be 3 John, chapter 1, verse 2. What does God desire for us? 3 John 1, 2 reads, Dear friends, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. So God wants our physical body to be as healthy as our spiritual body because they're so closely related. And this is the thing, when Christ was on the cross, it tells us there in Mark 15 that they offered him wine to drink to help deaden the pain or or what have you, although I don't think that would do much when you're on the cross. But it says that when Jesus realized what it was, he refused it. Now, if the purpose of uh, being healthy was just to live longer, Jesus might as well have gone ahead and drunk the wine. But he was on a mission to save the world, and he had to have his mind healthy, clear, and focused on his mission. And friends, you and I are on a mission, and we need to stay, keep our minds stayed on that mission and not let things cloud our mind that would distract us from our calling in Christ. In the Old Testament, it especially talks about the fact that uh, that priests were especially not to touch alcohol. And of course, in the New Testament, it teaches us about the priesthood of all believers. So this is something that all believers should abstain from so that all believers can stay focused on their mission for Christ Jesus. Again, healthy living isn't just about living longer because the fact is not everybody that's healthy does live longer. But even more so as we look at it in the light of the cross, when we see Jesus refusing that wine so that he can stay focused on his mission, we want to stay focused on our mission. We want to have minds that have not had brain cells destroyed by alcohol, but to have minds that can understand and perceive the impressions of the Holy Spirit. Let's take a look at uh, what we eat here in uh, Genesis 7 verse 2. We see here that there was a distinction between the animals even before the ceremonial law was given to Moses. In Genesis 7 verse 2, it reads, Take with you seven pairs, male and female, of each animal I have approved for eating and for sacrifice. 
and take one pair of each of the other. Genesis 7-2. So a lot of times we're taught that all the animals went on the ark two by two, but they didn't. The clean went in by sevens, the unclean by two. Easy way to remember that, Genesis 7-2. Seven went in by, the clean went in by sevens, and the unclean by two. So even before the law of Moses was given, there were clean animals and unclean animals. And so Noah took seven of the clean because of course they would need those to eat while they were on the ark during the flood. And of course the unclean could go in by twos because of course they wouldn't be eating those. So here we see that we all have the same stomachs before and after the Levitical law was given. And the same health principles affect all of us. Uh, So how do we know the difference between what is clean and what is unclean? Let's take a look now at Leviticus 11 verses 1 through 8. Leviticus 11, 1 through 8 reads... Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Of all the land animals, these are the ones you may use for food. You may eat any animal that has completely split hooves and choose the cut. You may not, however, eat the following animals that have split hooves or that chew the cud, but not both. The camel chews the cud but does not have split hooves so it is ceremonially unclean for you. The hyrax chews the cud, but does not have split hooves. It is unclean. The hare chews the cud, but does not have split hooves. It is unclean. The pig has evenly split hooves, but does not chew the cud, so it is unclean. You may not eat the meat of these animals or even touch their carcasses. They are unclean for you. Leviticus 11 one through eight. I was in a uh, doctor's office a while back uh, and they were showing a video in the waiting room and they were talking about the fact that pork triples your chances of heart disease. Pork triples uh, your chances of getting diabetes. So again, these, these health laws were there in the Bible for a reason. And they still apply to us today. Now let's take a look at seafood. What must seafood have in order to be okay to eat? Uh, Leviticus 11, 9 through 12 reads, Of all the marine animals, these are the ones you may use for food. You may eat anything from the water if it has both fins and scales, whether taken from salt water or from streams. But you must never eat animals from the sea or from rivers that do not have both fins and scales. They are detestable to you. This applies both to little creatures that live in shallow water and to all creatures that live in deep water. They will always be detestable to you. You must never eat their meat or even touch their dead bodies. Any marine animal that does not have both fins and scales is detestable to you. Leviticus 11, 9 through 12. Uh, By the way, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. 
I remember I went fishing with a friend a while back and he was using shrimp for live bait. And I remember him uh, saying that shrimp was the cockroach of the sea. And of course it's the scavenger. It, it eats up all the waste of the other sea creatures, you know, and then people turn around and they eat the, the shrimp that just ate all the waste of all the sea creatures. The Bible tells us not to do that. And, and there's good reasons why. In Leviticus 11, 46 to 47, we see why God gave us the list in Leviticus 11, 1 through 12, as to what we should eat and not eat. Leviticus 11, 46 to 47 reads, These are the instructions regarding land animals, birds, marine creatures, and animals that scurry along the ground. By these instructions, you will know what is unclean and clean, and which animals may be eaten and which may not be eaten. Leviticus 11, 46 to 47. Okay, but we're in the New Testament now, right? So is it okay to go ahead and eat these things? Well, Isaiah 66, verse 17, is not in the New Testament, but it is talking about the new heaven and the new earth which of course comes after the New Testament. And in Isaiah 66, 17, talking about when Jesus returns, in Isaiah 66, 17, it reads, those who consecrate and purify themselves in a sacred garden with its idol in the center, feasting on pork and rats and other detestable meats will come to a terrible end says the Lord. Isaiah 66, 17. So here we see that even at the second coming, those who are eating pork will have a terrible end. God's words, not my words. Many people like to refer to the, uh, the vision that Peter saw in uh, Acts chapter 10 where he saw the uh, the unclean animals lowered down and God said, do not call anything uh, unclean that I have made clean. And people will take from that that uh, it's okay to eat unclean animals now. But yet, that's not what it's saying. It, it tells us right there in Acts 10, Peter says, when he's explaining to uh, his friends, why he's going to go meet a Gentile, he says, because God has shown me I should call no man unclean. Jesus did not show Peter that he should call no animal unclean. It says, I shall call no man unclean. So of course, there is a lot more to health than just what we eat. In a, a book I love called Councils on Diets and Food, page 301, it reads, Pure air, sunlight, abstentiousness, rest, exercise, proper diet, the use of water, trust in divine power. These are the true remedies. Every person should have a knowledge of nature's remedial agencies and how to apply them. 
It is essential both to understand the principles involved in the treatment of the sick and to have a practical training that will enable one rightly to use this knowledge. Councils on Diets and Food, page 301. In Romans 12, verse 1, it reads, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Romans 12, verse 1. Friends, I pray that it's your desire to give your heart and your body to Jesus because of all he has given for us. And that we follow the Bible principles of health, not just so that we live longer, but so that we can live closer to Jesus and be in constant communion with him, having minds and bodies that are physically healthy so that we can understand what God wants us to know about his great love. Friends, I'd love to hear from you anytime. You can uh, write to me at racer3 at gmail.com. You spell out the uh, three, so it's R-A-C-E-R-T-H-R-E-E at gmail.com. God bless you.